Robert Battle, welcome, welcome back to Cal Performances, to Zellerbach Hall, home of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre since its inception. Uh, you are the anchor to our season year after year, and it is such a pleasure to welcome you back. Thank you. In our 17-18 season, one specific thread is looking towards four generations of African-American choreographers. But let's start specifically with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre. In the context of our season, it's poignant that the identification American, mm -hmm. right, is heralded in the company's name. So what do you think, Robert, what do you think it meant to have that identification at the time of the company's inception? Yeah. And reflecting, what do you think it means now? Yes. Well, I think it's, it's one, you know, as much as I look at these times and the contrast couldn't be greater, um, fortunately or unfortunately, this is where the arts thrive. You know, some of the greatest works of art or the lasting works of art have come through a moment where the arts needed to reflect uh, what was going on at the time and also sort of uh, have an aspirational quality that said that we have hope for the future. And Alvin Ailey himself, through his work, through his masterpiece Revelations, uh, reflected that. But he was ahead of his time, you know, in so many ways. And when I think about the fact that it's the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, when I was little, I remember hearing my mother and, and friend of hers who had a group called the Afro-Americans reciting poetry and song relating to the black experience. And one of the poems, the title I remember, not the whole poem, uh, by Langston Hughes was, I Too Sing America. And it was a way of sort of claiming the fact that he was an American, that we are, as black people, that's what we were then, <laughs> were American too. And the context of that was not only not being seen as American and contributing to this country, but not even being seen as human. So there was a sort of reclaiming there that was, was very specific and deep. So when I see the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, he was making a political statement in a way. Um, it was edged in sort of this, you know, nationalism or whatever, this pride thing. But I think it was more that it was almost like what, to me, when I think of what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did with the non-violence, uh, you know, as a form of resistance. And so that when you see people who are not punching back, being punched, it speaks to humanity. You know, and so the notion that we are American too, it was hard because people who hated you loved the fact that they were American. And so once they realized, wait a minute, you're American too, it kind of messed with them a little bit. They had to think a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's subliminal, I think he was, he was sort of making sure that the company lasted, that the company, that people understood that the company represented this country. And at a time when the optics were very important, not only to black folks, but certainly to people in the White House, certainly to people, you know, uh, I could go specific, but I'm going to keep it, you know, <laughs> here. But certainly they wanted that image of, you know, sort of unity. 
And so when the company first went on those international tours as the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, that was huge, you know, for, for this country. Uh, so I think he understood that. He understood why he was saying American Dance Theater so that you could not deny us the fact that this is American born. And so are we in that sense, you know? So I think it was really quite shrewd. Um, but if I hadn't have sort of been brought up that way and understood that poem, I too sing America, I don't think I would have gotten it right away. But because of that, I completely understand it. And what does it mean to you now? Well, what it means to me now, it, it, it's, you know, when you think that, um, that we are deemed by uh, Congress on a, a, a special resolution as uh, cultural ambassadors uh, for this country and to the world, um, the fact that this company started on the brink of the civil rights movement uh, and look at this living legacy uh, through Alvin Ailey and then uh, Judith Jamison after he died, and I'm only the third artistic director. Mm -hmm. um, I think it means a great deal now because in some ways the times in which we live are not so different, you know, this sense of discord. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that some of that still has to do with not recognizing the humanity uh, in each other, you know, whomever that is. And so for me, now more than ever, it is important that we really sort of use our voices as a weapon for change. That's what Alvin Ailey was all about. So for me, it means uh, 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 that I'm here on this precipice to say something, you know? And the best way I can say it is through the work that I choose and the work that we choose to do as a company. Not all of it is, is uh, social justice, but I think it does speak to one's aspiration. This is where the arts are important because they can break down the proverbial walls <laughs> that attempt to divide us between class and race and culture. Uh, when I think about uh, being here, um, when I think about the Zellerbach and I think about what Cal Performances allows us to do every year, by the way, <laughs> very rare, um, is that we bring people together who may not otherwise come together in one edifice to celebrate this company. That is huge. So sometimes I'm faced with the fact that even my dancers say, what can we do? You know, we're, we're looking around and we're feeling, uh, we're feeling the heat and we're frustrated and we want to do something only to discover that you are doing something. So maybe to realize what you're doing can make a difference and probably has already made a difference. I think that's really, really important and that, that we um, sort of inspire one another. To me, the arts and dance, the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, speaks to our aspirations. That's so important in times where people want to sort of hold their head down. When I, and I've noticed that lately when people come to the theater. It's like, a, it's like, I've got to get to this theater, you know. We have noticed that, that people go, I've got to be relieved from the woes of the day. I've got to turn off that television and go and be with people and celebrate life. Mm -hmm. So to me, the notion of American has to do 
with hope. You know, the idea of this melting pot. To me, that's very important. But also what I love, when I think about it, I see it in the body of Revelations, uh, Alvin Ailey's masterpiece, a suite of spirituals about uh, the black experience and how we overcame through faith that turned out to be a universal message of hope. When I think of, when I hear American, at the heart of it is the bad, the good, the ugly, but always leaning toward hope. We talk often, but more and more now, I'm pointing at the hall, about the democratizing power of sitting together in mm -hmm. the performance hall. Mm -hmm. We are all equal mm -hmm. in, the, in the face of the work of art. Yes. And you're all equal on the stage as yes. well. Like yes. You each depend equally on, on one another. Yes. That's a, is that a powerful concept for you? Absolutely. And especially uh, dancers get it because it's usually not a solo endeavor. You know, that we all have to work together to create this thing of beauty. You know, I have to say, when I think about people coming together from different uh, backgrounds or economic backgrounds or what have you, uh, it was the day after the election, knowing the, the sense of division uh, in our country, no matter what side of that you sit on, that much is true. I remember I had to get on a plane to London the next day which was fun, and um, because one of the works that I brought into the repertory um, is called Chroma uh, by a choreographer, Wayne McGregor, mm -hmm. who of course has his own company, Random Dance, yeah. but he's the resident choreographer for the Royal Ballet. Yeah. Uh, and some of what I try to do really represents this notion of American, bringing together choreographers from different backgrounds, different countries, you know, that, but having it be about the beauty of the work itself. Um, but it was his 10th anniversary as resident choreographer with the Royal Ballet, and they asked him, what would you like? Now, he created Chroma for the Royal Ballet, and then it just sort of took off, you know, and everybody was doing his only ballet companies, and I thought, I want to see my dancers do this because I think they can add a different dimension. And he agreed. Okay, fast forward, his 10th anniversary. They said to him, what would be your dream? And he said to have a mixed cast of Chroma with Ailey dancers and Royal Ballet dancers. So they had already rehearsed. I was going, and so with Judith Jamison, because I really wanted her to be there to see this, because I thought it was... It was one of those moments that's a footnote, you know, in history, uh, uh, in history of, of these two companies that seemingly are so uh, separate, right? Here's another statement. And so there we were sitting um, at the Royal Opera House, uh, and the curtain went up on Chroma with this mixed cast. You know, it, it had all kinds of contrasts, right? White black, classical, modern, all of the things that you can think of. And there it was, these dancers all working together beautifully to create this thing of beauty that we all sat there in awe, all of us from different places. And I thought if Alvin Ailey, in my opinion, was alive, 
he would be so pleased, you know, because the statement said something else about coming together, that at that point, the loud sound I was hearing was discord. But when I saw that, it gave me hope for the future. I don't know how else to say it. I was in tears. Mm -hmm. I was so moved by that moment. So when you talk about people coming together in the audience here at Zellerbach, people from different backgrounds on the stage that are dancers of the Alvanelli American Dance Theater, uh, I think it's so important that we acknowledge that now more than ever. It's really important that we sort of um, make sure that people understand that that's what the arts can do. That's why I'm in it, you know. When I first saw Revelations growing up as a child um, in Miami, Florida, now I have to say, and I've been saying this before the uh, Moonlight got the Oscar, but I'm from Liberty City, <laughs> where Moonlight was filmed, where Terrell, the playwright, is from. You know, we're from the same place. Uh, and uh, but it, except I didn't get any Oscar, but I'm waiting. It'll oh, come. Yeah. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Uh, but I remember being bused to see Revelations, and it said something to me about the future. It said something to me about my past. It said something to me about all of us uh, as human beings. And I think it's a statement that Maya Angelou also, uh, often would quote. Uh, the quote is by Terence, who uh, was a slave of the Roman Empire, uh, and he was freed by a Roman senator, and he became one of the most important playwrights of his time. And the statement is, I am a human being, and nothing human can be alien to me. That statement liberated me. And through what I try to do with the repertory of the Alvin Ely American Dance Theater, mm -hmm. I try to liberate whoever comes to see it. That's beautiful, Robert. Thank you. The quote is very powerful, and it speaks to the truth, right? Mm -hmm. That we are all equal, that every human is equal and experiences the same things mm -hmm. in the same way, perhaps in different intensities. Um, are we yet at a time where an organization like Cal Performances does not need to be celebrating four generations of African-American choreographers? Yes, I mean, certainly when I think of that question, I think about the notion of Black History Month, because I'm asked about this all the time. And sometimes right. I, I just sort of bypass the question. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, that's a complicated thing, yeah. right? Because on the one hand, you are overjoyed that we celebrate the contributions of African Americans in this yeah. country. On the other hand, the fact that it's reduced to one month, it makes you remember why, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I also say, it's to me sometimes when people say, oh, I'm colorblind, I don't see color, mm -hmm. you know? We're all the same. And that's really what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. But I think something in that is not realistic, right? And then it keeps us really not seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are different colors and different shades. And so see it and celebrate it. Because sometimes when we sort of say, that doesn't exist, or the need uh, uh, to celebrate four generations of African-American choreographers, I think it shows that Cal performance is seeing 
what is there mm -hmm. as opposed to what isn't there. Yeah. And that is so important because once you see it and acknowledge it, acknowledge it, it inspires other people to see it too, but to see it as something to celebrate, not just as something that divides us. So I think it's what your intent is, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, that by acknowledging that, we can move forward. Mm -hmm. I think so much of what we deal with, I mean, you learn that in therapy, is when <laughs> we try to get around it and then it yeah. keeps meeting us down the street and yeah. meeting us the next year. Yeah. As a country, and certainly the world, we have to see these things in order to deal with them. And so it's sometimes people say, oh, do you feel it necessary to sort of hammer over the head with you know, works like uh, Kyle Abraham, who made a work for us uh, mm -hmm. called Untitled American, uh, America, mm -hmm. about mass incarceration. Uh, Hope Boykin, a longtime yeah. uh, company member who made a work called Revolution Dream, uh, inspired by the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's still important to do those works? Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, because those works become artifacts of our survival like spirituals or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of sort of recording time, but also hopefully someday we won't even need to do that because we'll be so far ahead. Yeah. But until then, we have to do the work. You've spoken beautifully about the, the, the role of artists and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I feel an equally, I hope equally powerful role as arts organizations is also helping be the conveners yeah. of these ideas mm -hmm. you know always with you know these beautiful works on the stage and with artists it doesn't matter who they are yeah yeah right? black or white right who make very powerful statements yes. imbued by their experience yes yes it was like you know we were just we were um where were we at the kennedy center anyway we were celebrating the centennial of uh, President Kennedy. And so I was reading some of his quotes because he was a great uh, believer in the arts. Yeah. And to paraphrase one that said that the arts are not about propaganda, but it is a form of truth. And so that the artists must be set free to tell that truth. Mm -hmm. That's what Alvin Ailey did in 1960. Told that truth that continues to inspire us all. Mm -hmm. So, um, that to me is, is what I live by. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's so, so important to me because it's what inspired me to be mm -hmm. in the performing arts in the first place and certainly what inspires me about modern dance and Alvin Ailey. The issues of today have mm -hmm. deeply impacted how we are structuring next season. How are your choices for the company, for programming the company, and your own artistic choreographic choices. How are you using those choices to reflect reflect the time? Well, certainly, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> I mentioned two works, yeah. Untitled America and Revolution Dream. Now, those were all chosen, yeah. uh, you know, before all of the sort of discord was really had come to the top, right? Yeah. As as my grandfather used to say. Um, so, in some ways, there are moments where I'm responding to mm -hmm. uh, the moment or the times, and others where I'm deliberately not, you know, mm -hmm. where we have a work that I did called Ella, 
mm-hmm. um, that's a tribute to Ella Fitzgerald. It's about a four-minute work that is her scatting and the dancers doing a physical version of Ella Fitzgerald scatting. It's funny. It's no real deep message there. It's just a time for us to laugh together. You know, comedy is important. It can be a great way of bringing people together, dealing with, you know, really intense issues, you know. Because that, again, when you hear people in the theater laugh from, you know, a small child, you know, to a senior citizen, which I'm sure they hate being called that, but... uh, a more seasoned person, uh, <laughs> laughing at the same thing. There's something about that that really celebrates our common humanity. So I try to look at ways in from many different paths, not just one, you know, of something strident, but something funny. And then you might have a beautiful love duet, like uh, the excerpt uh, from After the Rain by Christopher Wilden. And you hear everybody sort of go, ah. Oh, you know, they sigh because they're remembering yeah. or they're, you know, sort of cueing into that. That, I can say, is deliberate. That if things that I feel that we all experience mm-hmm. is a way of making sure people remember what the experience was in seeing the company because you not only see it, but you feel it and you take it home with you. And then it makes you want to sort of go back and get some more. So those are the things that I'm thinking about more than anything. I also think that the times make us see works differently, yes. right? And, and that's something that you can't really prepare for unless the work is magical anyway, right? Right, right. And it, it can... That's so true. Even, I mean, when I'm looking at Untitled America, yeah. even if you don't see the dance, you hear the title and you go, oh, well, that must be. <laughs> oh, let me, you know. Because even sometimes when I'm saying it from the stage and I say, I say what you're going to see, Untitled America could feel people go, ooh. Now, it wasn't about that specific thing that they may be thinking, but it's true. And even I have to be careful of what I say because it can be so misinterpreted because of of how people are seeing things, you know, that maybe two years ago they weren't thinking about. But I love that about work. I love that about dance, that it has the luxury of ambiguity in a way. So that then each person sitting in that audience can have a different experience of how they're seeing it based on what they're perceiving, Mm -hmm. you know, or what's happening just outside of the walls of that theater. Mm -hmm. But that's what they should be able to lay their burden down in the work, you know. That to me is, is, is critical. That's what it's all about. So there are no wrong answers, you know. There's only the fact that it made you think, it made you feel, it made you remember, uh, it made you hope, uh, made you laugh, whatever it did. The more we can remind each other of our own common humanity, however we can do that, it's like Maya Angelou, one of her poems. As you know, I quote her a lot because she was one of my favorites. You know, But the refrain is, we are more alike than we are unalike. I feel that the arts really speak to that. And I feel that the work, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here in front of you, that Cal Performances does, uh, reminds us of that. That's why it is so critical and so important. And so when people say, what can you do? Darn it, you're doing it. You really are. 
Thank you. That was wonderful. So one last question. Um, you know, for me, one of the really greatest pleasures of you know, having the privilege of doing this job um, is you know, when I met you and we've you know, started working together, we've become friends. Yeah. It's something I really treasure yeah. and I treasure the work you do with the company and it's been profoundly moving to see the phenomenal impact, Robert, that you've had oh, on this you. company. I mean, it's beautiful. And thank you. Every year we watch this growth and evolution. And I know that you acknowledge that you're, you know, standing on the shoulders of mm -hmm. Judith Jamison and, and Alvin Ailey. Um, put yourself in the position of your successor, sitting here with my successor, maybe. <laughs> Although we could be... <laughs> Long, you call them old people, distinguished. <laughs> yes, distinguished. By then, when they start calling you a distinguished choreographer, <laughs> you, know, you know it's time. But put yourself in the position of you know, my successor and your successor having this conversation and reflecting on what Robert Battle's mm. impact on the company would, uh, would be then. So you know, what legacy do you think you'll be leaving after mm. you've done this kind of work over many years with, with the company? Gosh, I hope that someone says, <laughs> my successor, first of all, I hope, you know, we like each other or something. Um, <laughs> it's not an overthrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I hope they say that, you know, he had the courage to stick his neck out and expand what is already there, you know, um, and that, that that's in some ways an indication of where that person can go. You know that you're only limited by your imagination. I mean, that's, that's really the best that you can hope for, is that, that one feels that I, I sort of stretched things a little bit, that I deconstructed what it means to be the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, either from the audience perspective, the dancer's perspective, administratively, marketing, uh, PR, uh, that hopefully it says, boy, we really had a hard time keeping up with them. <laughs> kept us on our proverbial toes, if you will. That's what I hope. Wonderful. Thank Robert you. Battle, thank you so much. Thank you. Dum, 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 dum,